you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Wednesday, June 21. A fresh Titanic tragedy as US Coast Guards race to find a submarine last seen on Sunday near the famous wreck, with as little as two days left before the craft runs out of oxygen. The Titan Submersible is a tourist sub carrying five people, including British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding. Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney says the proposed voice to parliament won't have a say in changing the date of Australia Day. Yes and no campaigning for the voice is already heating up, with rebel Senator Lydia Thorpe saying instead of boycotting the referendum, she'll actively campaign against it. Embattled federal Liberal MP Warren Inch gave his non-Indigenous wife's private company a $1,000 taxpayer-funded NAIDOC Week grant from his electorate. It's the latest in a string of integrity questions about Australia's most colourful politician. In a moment, we'll meet this huge figure and hear what he says went down. If you took Crocodile Dundee, instilled in him a love of endangered species and a deep affiliation with LGBTI people, you'd get close to Warren Ench, a most colourful federal politician and owner of a spectacular handlebar moustache. Oh my God, it's Warren Ench. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's comic Magda Zabanski on the day their campaign for marriage equality came to fruition. Ench crashed an interview with Zabanski on The Project. He was resplendent in a rainbow tie. We've just brought in another huge section of our community, our Australian community, to be one of us. We are all Australians and we're equal. We are. And this is like the straightest man in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I refuse to declare my sexuality. (laughs) Ench is a former crocodile hunter and aircraft engine fitter a real estate agent and grazier. And for the past three decades, on and off, he's been the Liberal National Party member for Leichhardt in far north Queensland. He's one of those wonderful, colourful characters of Queensland politics who we can always trust to be very entertaining but also walk their own path, march to the beat of their own drum. Sarah Elks is a senior reporter in Queensland for The Australian. Not only does he have a colourful turn of phrase, but he's willing to step outside the party line. He's been a passionate advocate for a long time for Far North Queensland and as somebody who used to live in Cairns, he's a very charismatic local politician and everybody knows who he is. In the past few days, Sarah's been breaking big stories about Ench. His wife, who's running as an LNP candidate for the state seat of Cairns, and allegations of integrity breaches. Queensland editor Michael McKenna and I have been digging into some of these allegations about Warren Ench for a few months now. Warren Ench likes to joke about being from redneck country, and he can be relied upon for a colourful grab. 
He made international headlines in 2016 when blaming human stupidity after a woman was taken by a crocodile in far north Queensland. A year-old was taken from Thornton Beach last night while wading waist deep in the water. With a... Under the former coalition government, Ench was an envoy to the Great Barrier Reef and he fought hard against UNESCO's plans to list it as in danger. He invited the world's ambassadors to snorkel the reef with him to demonstrate it was healthier than it appeared after mass bleaching events horrified Australians. His views about what was going on with the reef left some experts baffled. The, 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 the water, that, 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 that heated water actually comes from the Northern Hemisphere. It turns right uh, in the Americas and around about uh, Chile and wherever it travels across the Pacific where it hits. Ensch's advocacy for marriage equality, both within the coalition party room and beyond, saw him work closely with Yes campaigners to take the matter to a national plebiscite, which succeeded. He then shepherded the legislation through Parliament. It simply makes our nation a kinder and a fairer place. At the end of the day, life is too short. I know that there are many weddings planned in the near future. Once this legislation is carried through, and I wish all of those brides and all of those grooms the very, very best. Ench was also co-chair of a parliamentary committee that slammed mining giant Rio Tinto for blowing up the sacred sites in Jukun Gorge, recommending sweeping reforms of the way Indigenous custodians are consulted. He has deep relationships in remote Indigenous Australia and has expressed concerns that the proposed voice to parliament won't help outback communities enough. How is it going to work? How are we going to deal with remote disadvantage? It's those relationships in remote Australia that form part of this present controversy. In April, Warren's wife, Yolanda Ench, was announced as the LNP candidate for the state seat of Cairns. She faced the media in an excruciating grilling about an Airbnb asset her husband had failed to declare on his register of members' interests. Do you or do you not own the business? It was a tough day on the campaign trail as opposition leader David Crisofulli tried to shield Yolanda Ench from the questions. And who owns the That's fairly standard political cut and thrust. But now the allegations are getting more serious. Sarah's revealed in her reporting that Yolanda Ench received more than 213000 in a Commonwealth grant under the government of Scott Morrison for an art project in Dumaji, where she taught local women to create pottery. The application form didn't require her to reveal that she was married to a senior government MP. Unfortunately, Yolanda hasn't answered my calls, but I had a long chat with Warren when I put all of these allegations to him and he sort of alternated between saying, well, there's nothing wrong with any of this and how dare you suggest that there could be anything wrong with it. Yolandi calls herself a social entrepreneur. She's done a lot of work with charities over the years and particularly in Cairns, on the Cape and in Papua New Guinea. Here's Yolanda Ench giving a TED talk about her work in 2020. And there's this exquisite, unique, handmade goanna, and with it a QR code. You scan that code and you are taken straight to Dormaji, where you get to hear a little bit from the person who made that goanna. It's a way we can pay our respects and honour our First Nations people. 
Yolanda also got a grant in NAIDOC week of $1,000. When I asked questions about the grants that went to Yolanda, Ench said, well, she works very hard in these areas. There's no conflict of interest. In terms of the NAIDOC week grant that is in the paper on Wednesday, he says that he just announced it and he wouldn't have been involved in choosing her company to receive that $1,000. He says that there must have been an independent panel that was involved in the grants awarding and that he would have declared the conflict of interest. Interestingly, in the press release that he put out in November 2020 when he was announcing the NAIDOC Week grants, there was no mention that YLE Enterprises Proprietary Limited was owned directed and had the secretary of Yolande Ench, his wife. Coming up, allegations Warren Ench helped a coalition donor jump the COVID vaccine queue. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman. A dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. Warren Inch was supposed to have already retired by now. He said in 2019 he'd leave politics, but when COVID struck, he said the community had begged him to stay on and his experience could help his constituents. Back in 2021, when the COVID vaccines were first rolled out, many older people wanted the Pfizer vaccine. The Atagi advice was that Pfizer was the preferred vaccine for those aged between 16 to under 60. And there was also this strange situation where we're in the early days of the vaccine rollout and there was suspicion around AstraZeneca because at that time there were restrictions placed on who should have AstraZeneca. It was not supposed to go to young people at that time due to certain very extremely rare blood clotting complications. And Pfizer was being rolled out in extremely vulnerable communities like the Torres Strait as a priority because of where they were geographically, but also because of higher risk factors for First Nations people. Sarah's revealed Ench organised for a billionaire LNP donor, Soviet-born property developer Alex Seckler, to jump the queue and fly to the Torres Strait to have a Pfizer COVID jab when they were available only for remote Indigenous communities. Ench also lobbied for him to be given citizenship and arranged a private dinner for him with then-PM Scott Morrison, Sarah's revealed. Alex Seckler later donated $304,000 to Ench's campaign. According to Ench, and he's given a couple of different versions of this, Alex Seckler asked for advice about how to get his preferred jab, which was Pfizer, and Ench said, well, I've heard it's readily available on Thursday Island, which is in the far northern reaches of his electorate of Leichhardt. And Ench suggested the Thursday Island option. And 
made the phone call. You can get it. You can just walk in. And he sent one of his staffers up on the plane with him because Alex Seckler had not been to the Torres Strait before. Almost two years later, Ench remembers it differently. Then in Parliament on Monday, Warren Ench stood up, said he'd been grievously misrepresented by Federal Health Minister Mark Butler. Ench then introduced the detail that he says Seckler was invited by the Torres Strait Health Authorities because they wanted him to donate an MRI machine to the Thursday Island Hospital. That is not something that Mr Ench mentioned in our 34-minute interview on Thursday. That was not mentioned at all. Some of the allegations have been referred to the Queensland Crime and Corruption Commission, the Triple C. He's a federal MP, sort of out of the bounds of the Queensland Health Department, but they referred the matter and because the Torres and Cape Hospital and Health Service, they were the people who delivered the job to Mr Seckler and received the call from Mr Ench. So what the Health Department wants is for the C to run a ruler over that whole situation, work out whether there was anything that raised red flags with them. So, what are the political implications? Ench's seat of Leichhardt is quite marginal. It was heavily targeted by Labor at the 2022 federal election. It's one of the reasons why he needed such a massive war chest to fight and win that seat. And then in the state arena, Yolande has been pre-selected as the LNP's candidate for the seat of Cairns. That's one of opposition leader David Crisofulli's 14 target seats in Queensland. That's one of the seats he says he needs to win if he's going to beat the Palaszczuk government at the 2024 Queensland election. So it just depends how voters in Cairns and surrounds feel about these allegations and potentially what kind of finding might come out of a triple C investigation into the Torres Strait jab situation. Could be embarrassing for Mr Ench, but the political implications are potentially what might be worrying the Enches at the moment. Sarah Elks is a reporter with The Australian. Thanks for joining us on The Front. Australia's best news, business, sport and politics is available right now at theaustralian.com.au. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.